Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century, with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Jeff, it's fun to have your daughter with us today. You have passed along so much wisdom while she was at home growing up, but now she has left the nest, gone to a northern Arizona state, and she is now bringing the wisdom back to you and Didi, correct? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. Jennifer's, um, of course, had her challenges with dyslexia and everything, but to see her hit campus and do so well has been you know, such a great joy to both Didi and I. And what's been interesting is just to hear her come back with stories and information that just echoes all the research and all the conclusions that we've come to as an organization, as Revive Family, that we're trying to help parents understand. And that's why it's great to have her here with us today. Well, I know she's excited about joining Revive Family. Yeah, that was a, a mind bender for me. Mm-hmm. Um You know, in ministry, obviously, um, so many parents see their kids depart the faith when they're in full-time ministry. But to have a kid call you after a spring retreat with InterVarsity and say, we want, uh, or I want to go into full-time ministry, and I don't want to just go into any ministry, but I want to join you, Dad, and revive family. Um, Wow. You know, the emotion that hit me was amazing, and the confirmation that what we've been doing as parents is working, um, I think, is undeniable when you have a daughter that's been through the ups and downs of running a nonprofit with us and and then says, I'm willing to take on those ups and downs and those risks as mm-hmm. well. Jennifer, tell us how you came to that realization of that you were thinking about elementary education and yeah. you do love kids and will likely be working with kids in whatever career choice you make. But what said, I want the ministry? I mean, it was this overwhelming feeling that I believe God put on my heart. And at first I didn't know what on earth I was going to do in ministry and where I was going to go. And then I kept talking to God and, and I just kept hearing my dad's voice like, come work with me, come do this with me. (laughs) At first I didn't know if he would want me to join (laughs) because of the ups and downs of, of ministry. But, um, I called him up on the phone the moment, um, well, not the moment, but a couple days after I got back from camp, and you should have heard the joy. He was mm-hmm. so happy. And this was the InterVarsity Mark Camp. Yes. So let's tell people who may have missed last week's show about Mark Camp. Mark Camp is a one-week camp on the island of Catalina in California where um, InterVarsity leaders around this uh, portion of the nation take their um, their ministries to go study the Book of Mark. Mm-hmm. Jeff, is that something you had studied when you were in seminary? Had you gone through Mark Camp? Uh, well, not Mark Camp, but yeah, we we study just about every piece of the of Scripture through every book. Yeah. So I just thought maybe Mark. along the way there was inspiration for you to go to ministry too because of Mark Camp you, in your life. Well, no, actually, for me, you know, I was actually on staff with Camp's Crusade. 
um, out of college. So very different ministry, very different ministry philosophies. But having run the coalition, I got very familiar with InterVarsity, so was happy when Jennifer joined InterVarsity. Mm-hmm. And actually was one of the strong ones encouraging her to use her spring break to go uh, away to camp with InterVarsity as opposed to come home, which as a parent, of course, you want them to come home. But um, I had no idea it would lead to her saying, I'll come work for you for free for the entire summer, Dad. Yeah, I called him up um, before Mark Camp. I was like, so I have this opportunity to go to Catalina Island with InterVarsity for spring break, but I really want to come home, but I really want to go. It's $375. I was like, crickets, crickets. And then my mom and my dad were like, you kidding me? We're paying for you to go. You have to go. So you didn't get a nudge, you got a push. Yes, you'll be attending Mark Camp. I really was um, wanting to go because my best friend was going and uh, we just, so I I was like, I don't know if I can get the money. I mean, I can pay for it, but it's a lot of money. And then I called home and they were like, you kidding me? Go. Mm -hmm. So after that experience... And a lot of prayer and uh, probably writing some notes and challenging yourself. Is this this really what I want to do? If you're writing down goals and contemplating the future, you said, I want ministry and I want to join Revive Family. Mm -hmm. And did did it make you take a look at your coursework differently? Um, What do you mean? Classes you were taking? Oh, yeah. Majorly. Um, I kept seeing things here and there that... I was like, hmm, interesting. And I I started looking at everything differently, and I now may be changing my major from elementary education to psychology. Mm-hmm. I'm psychology. not doing it yet. I'm checking out some psychology courses and seeing if I enjoy it before I choose it. Mm-hmm. So you have spent uh, a couple of semesters, right? Three. Three semesters now. Any particular lessons that you would like to share with people listening to Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century? I have four things, four things that are major in my point of view. The first one being finding a healthy friend group. Um, two is always school always, always comes first. Uh, three is never leaving your dorm room is really unhealthy. And uh, four is how to resolve conflict with your roommates. Mm -hmm. Very important. Four good ones. And really, these are lessons that parents and high school age people should be thinking about before they go off to college. Let's expand a bit about finding a friend group. How did you go about that? Obviously, if you're in a dorm and you have a roommate or two, uh, there's a new friend group. That's probably the number one friend group, but there are others. I would have to say that don't consider your roommate to be your number one friend group. Definitely go out and find either a school organization or a campus ministry. Find the people that, you know, share your values, share your beliefs, and you will find some long maybe lifelong friends there. I think back on my own experience, and uh, I think I felt 
a little bit frightened and scared going off on my own to go join a group or check out an organization, it helped to take someone else along. Yeah. Do you find that too? I, it does help to take somebody else along. Um, but I never really did that when I went to go check out campus ministries because my freshman roommates, uh, did not believe. And, um, I didn't meet anybody who did. So I kind of had to go out on my own. Plus I came in in the middle of the year. So I was kind of, um, a little bit lost there. (laughs) Okay. They had some friend groups already and you weren't part of those yet. Right. Finding your own. Yeah. One of the things that I think was fascinating for Jennifer and one of the lessons learned in that friend group is she did find a group to plug into on campus, but discovered really that that group wasn't the best fit for her, but because it's, you know, first semester and there's so many things going on that she kind of stuck with it longer than maybe she wishes she would have. And uh, so what would you say to people going off to college as they start to explore campus clubs or groups or places to make friends? What's really important to understand? If you don't feel connected there, if you don't feel like you belong there, you've got to go find another group. Don't feel like you have to stay there just because you've been there three, four times and you've found one or two friends there. Go find a place where you feel comfortable and where you belong. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for a really good fit, Uh, not just comfort, but I expect uh, learning some new things and uh, being challenged somewhat. It's college after all, right? Right. And and the number of things that are available to students today is, is absolutely amazing. Um, there are clubs for just about every interest, whether it be sports, whether it be uh, social causes, whether it be, you know, organizations l- that are designed to help people with their faith. There's something for everybody. And getting connected to those, we found in our research, was absolutely vital. You need to connect in the first 72 hours on campus to something to replace that that sense of connection you had at home because we found that students end up feeling very lonely very quickly. And that was something even my daughter discovered. Oh, I remember being so happy going through orientation, um, you know, meeting all these people from that run the major that I was a part of and um, meeting my new roommates. And then I watched my parents' car pull away. And it's like... That's a sad time, isn't it? Whoa. It's like, whoa, I'm alone. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? And everyone goes through it. Mm -hmm. We're learning some lessons about what it's like to get on campus. And uh, we've been talking about finding a friend group. Focusing on school first, uh, getting out of your dorm room, and roommate conflict resolution are three others that we'll talk about in a couple of moments. You're listening to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century, with Jeff Schott and his daughter Jennifer, who has just joined the Revive Family team. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, Going, Gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. 
If you have an eight-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com slash radio. That's revivefamily.com slash radio. Welcome back to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott and his daughter Jennifer, who is the newest member of the Revive Family team. She is a student at Northern Arizona State in Flagstaff and has a lot of wisdom she's gained in the three semesters that she's been there. We've been talking about four significant things that you want parents and high school students to know that they ought to be prepared for when they get to college. We talked about finding a friend group. Uh, The second that you mentioned is focusing on school first. Now, having been a college student for five years myself, uh, changed majors a number of times, I can remember having a roommate and even fellows who were down the hall who were focused on partying all weekend. They missed class on Monday. Um, Nobody told them that they needed to focus on school first. They focused on partying first. Observe that at all? Oh, yes. I have. (laughs) My roommates this past year uh, really enjoyed going out to parties. They were always out until 1 or 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and sometimes even Sunday, um, to my disappointment. (laughs) But one thing that you should know is that when you're in college, school always, and I mean always, comes first because these classes don't just pertain to you getting your high school degree. They pertain to your future profession and what you want to do with your life. So you need to take that into account every single time you go into class. Jeff, I know a few times in the past you've talked about how many people who don't make it that first year. What is oh, that percentage? It's fairly high. Yeah, it? it's actually uh, 28% of college students don't make it through their first semester or first year of school. And only 30% that start a four-year degree in our country actually complete a four-year degree. So 70% don't. And so what Jennifer's talking about here about uh, having your priorities set when you enter school is really important. Jennifer, what were some of the things that you learned about yourself um, and making school first that you would share with the students that may be listening? In high school, I used to stay home if I felt the inkling of sickness. Um, In my first semester of college, actually my second week of school, I came down with the flu and I went to class with a 103-degree fever. Wow. Why did you make that mental shift? Because that was, I know, for your mom and I, you staying home at the inkling of sickness was one of the things that was like fingernails on a chalkboard to us. And we kept trying to get you to learn that lesson and, and see the importance of going and pushing through. What changed for you just because you're on campus? I mean, it has to go back to what I've said earlier, that it pertains to your occupation in the future. And um, it just it's so important to go to class because in every class period that you go to, there is so much more information than there is in a high school class. And it is so much harder to catch up if you missed one of those classes, mm-hmm. let alone a week. But you made that decision very quickly. And one of the things I found from 
the research and interacting with so many students is the second students feel like they truly have responsibility, all of a sudden they become responsible. It's one of the reasons we gave you responsibility for financial management and your social decisions and your sleep schedule and all of that be, while you were in our home in high school, which is why I believe you made a really fairly easy transition to college. But is that what you felt all of a sudden you're on campus and all of a sudden you have all the responsibility and now you're going to take it more seriously? I think it was looking at all of my uh, classes syllabi at the beginning of the semester. Um, I remember going through the schedule of all of them and thinking, oh my gosh, I have to do this, this day, this, this day, this, this day. And it's every single week, every week I have to do an assignment like this. I, it's, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nothing like high school. And they all, they always have their late assignment agreement. And most professors say, I will not accept any late assignments for any reason. And so it's like, whoa, I just like took a step back and I'm like, this is nothing like high school, mm-hmm. nothing So I was like, that's it. I need to do all of my assignments on time. I need to go to class. And within that first week, all of my professors had begun teaching content. And I realized how much content there was in a class period. I remember taking up to five pages of notes per class. And I would get nitty gritty detail, small handwriting, different color pens. It was insane. But you learned some lessons at home that that set you up for success in college. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, most, the discipline, the organization. I'm going to get this done. This is why I'm here. Those were lessons learned at home. I mean, I think it also helped that I took a semester off of school and I went and I got a job at a hotel. I was one of their front desk agents, um, and you know that responsibility. I was an 18-year-old left alone at a hotel at night, and I was in charge of every single room. Big responsibility. Huge responsibility. And I became one of their best um, workers up to the point where they said, if you ever need a job, even if I'm not hiring, I will hire you back. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I took the responsibility on. I did my job. I did it well and I think that was one of the main things that was really important for me to learn was, you know, the responsibility of being in the working world. Mm-hmm. And I think Jennifer often minimizes um, because of negative core values, a topic we've talked about in the radio program, some of the things that she accomplished even in high school and the decisions and the, and the responsibilities she did have. I mean, whether it was driving and, and being completely independent, having complete choice in terms of her social decisions, managing her money. I mean, she is so responsible with her money, and she began that while in high school, Um, something that she hasn't seen with a lot of her friends and roommates on the college campus. I mean, I don't buy anything unless I need it. Well, that's not true. A couple of occasions I have bought something that I didn't need, but you know, every once in a while, it's allowed. 
That's a discipline people of all ages need, I believe. I only buy things <laughs> that not, I really need. There aren't too many, uh, you know, when she went off to school, 18 and a half year olds that have already learned that lesson mm-hmm. um, she had. And she's done great managing yeah. her money. It's why she said, Dad, I'll work for free this summer. And I'm like, well, I'll try and see if we can raise some money to pay you. And she goes, well, you know, I'll be getting free room and r- free food. And I have my whole life. And I've been really responsible with my money. I have plenty saved. And so I don't have to make money this summer. Um, how many 20-year-old college students can say that to their parents? That's rare. Not many. Well, let's talk about the other two lessons you learned would like to send along to parents and high school students. The third, I think, was like getting out getting out of the room. Don't be a recluse. Don't just hang out in your dorm room. Oh, right? my gosh. I did that my first semester. I was in my dorm room all the time. And I can't tell you how many times I... I didn't feel like I was doing anything, you know. If I if I wasn't doing my homework, I was watching Netflix. And it was like, wait a minute. You're at school and you need to be making healthy choices, not only with what you're eating, but exercise, getting out. You need sunshine. So not only did this semester did I start walking to all my classes most of the time, I started exercising more and I started getting out of my dorm room and hanging out with my friends somewhere besides there. Mm-hmm. So just hanging out in the dorm room can get to be a drag, but it beca- it's very comfortable to do that. It is comfortable to do that because you can lay around in your PJs and do this and that. But think about it. In high school, you have to go somewhere all day and be somewhere besides your house with your friends and um, you're getting different activities. Like at high school, you have PE and you have music classes and stuff like that. If you're always in your dorm room at school, you're never going to be able to do things that you enjoy like your art classes or your um, PE classes or stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the other things on your list was uh, roommate conflict resolution. Those three words are really important because when you do have roommates, conflicts do arise. And with the kind of preparation you had because you were brought up in the Jeff and Didi Schott family, you probably have the skills to be the person who's the arbitrator. <laughs> that is normally what I am when it comes to... <laughs> conflict resolution I um my best friend had a roommate that uh they had a lot of they had a lot of issues this past semester and I've been able to help her uh through that um and I had some roommate issues myself this past semester I my roommates wanted to be able to have boys in the room and I wasn't that big on that so um we were in an apartment style dorm, so we had two different bedrooms. And so one morning I woke up and I heard a guy's room and a, a guy's voice in the other room. And I was like, what's going on? And, I, and I, I'm like, so is there a guy in there? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, um, next time, can you just warn me that a guy's coming back? to the apartment because I'd like to be able to know what's going on and know who's in the apartment. 
So we just created a system um, to where the guy would never come into my room and they would always shut my door and put a sticky note on the back saying who was there. And luckily this system was only used a couple of times um, throughout the year, actually. And I mean, it was a simple way to make me and them feel comfortable with the roommate situation um, because they, I wasn't forcing them to not do something and um, they were respecting my wishes. Mm-hmm. I, respect is certainly critically important when it comes to those relationships with roommates. Yeah, and what I've seen um, so often is that parents tend to get involved in sibling conflict and resolve it for the kids as opposed to teaching them conflict resolution skills. And because society has changed so much, where at one point we used to organize our own uh, softball games or baseball games or, or games in neighborhoods with other kids where we developed conflict resolution skills, today everything's being run by adults and kids are in organized activities and they're not developing those skills. So the mm-hmm. first semester, first year on campus can be a nightmare for RAs because the kids don't know how to resolve conflicts. So that would be one of my top encouragements for parents Mm -hmm. is that it's really important to begin to help your kids learn how to listen, understand someone else's perspective, see things through the other person's eyes, and then be able to communicate calmly around difficult issues so that they have those conflict resolution skills when they all of a sudden are thrust onto campus and have a roommate for the first time. Really wise advice. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott and today's special guest, Jennifer. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.